All right, today is March 22nd, 2021. It is Monday, and we are here to give you another positivity wall here at volume 13. Um, that's what you're going to get today. And of course, we, we like to start with the, the, the club jam. You're in the club jam announcements. So I thought I was going to, I thought I had maybe a recording in me at the end of last week. I really didn't. But once again, I, I have to remind myself when it comes to creativity, sometimes it's just best just to, to not push it. I got to spend a little bit more time with my son last week and I was enjoying that. It was his spring break. So that's what we do. Um, you know, today after this one is, is over, we have seven left and then we are complete uh, the positivity wall and has been, has been an amazing journey to me. So the way I look at it is, is I have three more before I start work. And then, so it'll be four that I will be doing while I have started my new job. And so those last four will be really the real challenge to, to sticking and committing myself. But I don't, you know, I work a eight to five job. The nights can be set to, to record this and, and not really have a problem. So I don't, I'm not worried about it. Like I said before, um, we're in a stretch where I know this will get done. I'm not worried about that at all. Um, I'm just really excited. Like I said, this one today is um, um, a little, a little, <laughs> a little history for you on it. It was actually in this wall of 20. It was the second card that I ever wrote. The first card, of course, that you're amazing, you're beautiful, you're loved was has been a, a, a mantra for me for many, many years. And it's one of those affirmations that just has stuck with me. Um, and so I found myself writing um, this other one. And, and I'm going to talk about that because I don't really I don't really have a, a thinking out loud um, today. There's so many things that are, are really wrong <laughs> in the world. So many crazy things that are going on. But really, um, you know, I leave the club announcements for basically this is what we're you know, we're, we're having our club announcements and kind of telling you some of the things that we've done. Um, parenting one-on-one almost done it's just the more and more i feel like i'm close to it being done and it's like 95 percent. i just find some other things that i want to talk about i want to make sure that when i record that episode it's it's very powerful to me and so i just keep finding things that i don't want to leave out so it's yeah it's kind of a problem there uh <laughs> um there, like I said, the, the other ones that I wrote down that I will be doing will be some of that. Some of the uh, once we get past the positivity wall, because once we get past it, it there won't be this continual run of, of show. And the one thing that I will I want to say to myself, because this episode is about um, you'll understand when I give you the car for the day, I have to give myself some flowers because I set a goal to say that I will record every week until I found work and I'm going to record every week even when I find work I've been very proud of myself of the consistency and just the sheer tenacity to get this done and so for you out there if you are a creator if you are someone who creates in any way um, my challenge that I give to you is continue to create um, it's as I say on this on the on the wall um, you have the cards on this wall you have a hat and then there's a key that says create and it's been the driving force for me um, as I've focused on making this series it wasn't really about just trying to really touch people as much as 
I hope that this resonates with you. I would pray that it resonates with you. But the thing is, is it resonates with me. And so I get to record 20, um, you know, 20 cards, 20 affirmations, but they all flow within each other. You know, they, they all do. And so um, it's a part of my legacy. Uh, the, the cool thing I think is, is that I, I get to water this. I get to, to see it bloom and so I'm, I'm, I'm going to be proud when we get to the 20th episode. Like I said, I, I think it'll be a very emotional thing for me um, because there's been times in my art and my creativity that I've created things and didn't think that I would get finished. And I did. I know um, a lost episode that I'll probably record in the future will be probably centered around a poem series and, you know, titled you. Um, and the story around this, this series was, is that at one point I wrote a hundred poems in this series, like. 12 years ago took a flight it was all in a book it was before we really moved into you know using our phones for everything and what happened i lost i left the book on the plane i lost all of that work and so um years later it was like what five six seven years later i was inspired to you know take that back up and, and try and i challenged myself and i was able to get to 64 and i felt was like I felt like 64 was a was a good spot and the the, theory, the the theme of it was it was a series of seven days it was a story that you're telling over you know a seven day period and and so literally I was able to give you nine weeks of of story within this frame and then I just finished it on the 64th because I felt it was time <laughs> um, the truth is, is I could have stretched it I could have stretched it to a hundred. I could have stretched it. I could still be writing poems in that series now. Um, but for me, I felt like it needed finality and I gave it to it. So, um, I don't know. In Club Jerem, we're having our thinking out loud. I, that, that's some of the things that are coming up in the future. I'm really excited um, as well because what I've done, like I said, um, I haven't stopped writing poetry. I've just really stopped publishing as much of it, you know, posting it. And so um, once I get past the positivity wall, I have no need to connect the series to my my Instagram. Um, I can move on and I can post poems in the links that I want and really just started, start unleashing the vault that I've created. And, and so I'm excited about that too. I'm excited about putting more work out there, writing more, um, because I've challenged myself year after year to continue to, to to express myself. And this is a little bit different of expression. I've never been as focused. Um, to be honest, I've never been as focused on this side of it. I've been always focused with the pen. This time I've been focused with, you know, with my voice. <laughs> but I, I think the greatest thing about um, doing this series is is that it's a culmination of of all my creativity well not the photography part of it because i'm just using a white background but we're using the pen we're using the pod we're writing we're thinking we're creating and um i don't know it, it's really really an amazing uh, feat i'm really proud of of where i've come from with it i'm very glad that i've stuck to it and I am going to be very happy when we get to the end. Um, 
because there's been just a lot of lot of good work with this. When I started it, I like I said before, I was excited to do it. I did not think that we would still be here because I really get I just get zany sometimes and I just run off from it. But I've been committed to doing it. Like I said, the last episode was very important. This episode is very, very important to me. Just like one. Um, this is an episode that I'm very excited to talk about today. Um, so like I said, after after we move past this series, we have a lot of different things to do. There will be a lost episode three that will come. There will be more poetry to be read. The parenting episode, it could come before the, the I think it will come before the end of this series. Honestly, I feel like we're maybe one to two weeks off just from all of the information that I'm trying to put together and then just trying to kind of give you from my from my walk and um and then like i said i have enough things to talk about afterwards um at the same time i think once we get out of positivity wall um and once we get out of the parenting i think some of these episodes that i have that are really heavy will work through them but i really will take more of a light approach i will move toward you know I will talk about things that that are fun for me like I like video games I love sports I will talk about some of that stuff um, and then I'll talk about the current affairs I think that these are blips in time and I think that I want to be able to leave that for my son I think about this podcast is like I said an audio journal and it really is about leaving this for my son and I think it's about being authentic. It's about allowing me to vent and being in a space where I'm free to do it. And so I love it. Um, as Anchor gives me more uh, creativity and more things, who, know, who knows what the future holds. But I will say that I started this to be a space, a conduit to basically take the negative or to take the positive, the negative, to be a place to vent, to, to leave um you know, just thoughts and leave a journal for my son, for my history, for my legacy. And I see more than ever that I can, I tend to be one-sided. I tend to be really, really heavy. And it's a lot of heavy stuff and a lot of, and and, and I, and, you know, the positivity wall has positive things, but it has negative things in it too. Um, and so I just want to shift the gears a bit. And so I look forward to that. I am excited because we're going to shift the gears. We're going to try different things. We're going to keep trying as I've done positivity wall, the way it was constructed, the way I've done it. I didn't, I didn't envision it being like this. I thought, Hey, I was going to sit there and, and freestyle a topic. And I've actually spent the time to actually give you the inflection point so that you can feel where I've walked. And so, like I said, I'm giving myself the flowers for today. I hope you give yourself flowers for the day on this beautiful Monday. So, um, you know, that is your, your club jam. That's your thinking out loud. We're going to, that's all together. Uh, so we're going to move into, uh, the positivity wall. Yeah. All right. So positivity wall volume 13. Um, like I said, another, another episode after 12, after one, um, just, just something I'm, I'm really excited to share. Uh, like I said, this is the second card that I ever wrote for the positivity wall. And, you know, the question could be like, well, if you wrote a second, why is it a second? <laughs> well, I wrote it and I, I wrote it cause I, 
I never knew that there would be a positivity wall. So let me let me start there. Like when I wrote Positivity Wall Volume One, that card, I wrote it as something that I would leave in my phone. It was actually for a long time. It was like a back. It was like the you know when you have your home screen. It was in the background that quote. Um, and then I found myself just starting to write certain quotes or certain. I would write certain poems, and then I could take certain parts out of out of it that were like a line or a few bars that actually resonated with me. Like that was the the pivotal point or the transitional point in that poem, or it was just like the enlightening moment. And so this one I wrote last year. <laughs> and um, like I said, as far as the rest of the positivity wall, it didn't come until I would say I started putting this together. I wrote, this one, Positivity Wall 13 in September, um, I would say I really started putting the, together the rest of it. I just actually started making the cards and then I just start putting them on my wall on the, it was about mid-October that I just said, hey, let's let's do it. And so um, your, your Positivity Wall 13, the card for today, compliments are gifts, learn to accept them. <laughs> Now, funny enough, this, uh, and I'll say it again, compliments are gifts, learn to accept. And part of the, the backstory that I'm giving you is this was something that I, I felt so strongly about, uh, similar to You're Amazing, You're Beautiful, You're Loved. Both of these cards were posted in my on my um, JDR Creatives, my poetry account, and then I pulled them down as I created this because I was like, I want, you know, you want uniformity, you want continuity, um, you don't want just random things. And so in doing that, creating the episode, I had to take how I felt in that moment when I posted it, when I published it. And so I'll read you um, the, the, the caption that I put. I'm learning in this alone time during COVID to grow at one of my weaknesses. I've always pushed myself and I'm my toughest critic. Listening to friends give me flowers. It was always hard for me to accept them. I'm learning and growing. For me, it's as simple as saying, thank you, taking my flowers and showing appreciation. And so, you know, I, <laughs> I, I will not, I won't tell you that it's not a struggle for me. It is. It's a struggle for me to um, accept the gifts that people have given me, to accept compliments, to, to take in um, appreciation, to have someone tell me that, man, you're amazing at this or you're awesome at that. Um, you know, I grew up in a world or, you know, in, in a life where my good just wasn't good enough. So for me, throttling at 150% at times when I knew I was doing it and being told that that just wasn't enough, it put into me that no matter what, it wasn't, it wasn't good enough. And what it did to my soul is it made me feel like I was never going to be good enough. And I was never going to have that respect. And so there are times that I've had to learn. There are certain things that I do, like and on the, in the workforce or as a friend, that just really come naturally to me because it's a skill that I have either I had naturally or I learned and I put the work in to build up to it. And um, it, it's just a part of my repertoire. I don't really go and, and think any big deal about it, but. I had to learn to actually take people's compliments because I am, I am horrible at it. And in the same way, <laughs> two things that I'm horrible at are taking compliments and taking gifts. Um, it, 
if you're a friend of mine and you try to buy me a gift, good luck, because I'm not going to cooperate. Um, and I think back about being married, and, and that was one of the things my ex-wife used to, she could not stand. It's like, I made birthdays complicated. I made Christmas complicated. And part of it was, for me, those holidays where you get to be around people you love, the greatest gift was them. And it's hard to put that into words for a person. For me, I grew up in a home of where I couldn't readily get certain things that I wanted. Like, we had to wait till income tax time. We had to wait. My mom worked really hard. And it wasn't like my mom was like denying me from it. But when you grow up and you want maybe like like a sports jersey, like I always want. I remember one year my mom finally bought me one. And I was so excited about it. I wore it like every week to the point where kids were like, oh, you, you know, the first time I wore the fit, like I had the shoes and everything. Like I was fly. I had the headband. I was fly. They they looked at me and they were like, man. And then after like the fourth week, they was like, you ain't got nothing else to wear. <laughs> and um, but I was so excited about it. I cherished that jersey. And it was a it it was a Rasheed Wallace um Portland Trails Trailblazers. Like Rasheed Wallace has always been a player that was very interesting to me because he said what he wanted to say and he did what he wanted to do. And uh he was a hell of a basketball player, too. And so um you know, I, I grew up, of course, I was a big Jordan fan, but he was another player that I just I've always uniquely liked players who are willing to be vocal and to stand up for what they believe in. Because I spent a lot of my life not being vocal and standing up for what I believed in. I just carried along in the background in silence. And so, as I said, compliments are, are a struggle for me because I, I wasn't really ever good enough, right? And then gifts have been hard because... Once I grew up, I said that whatever I wanted, I would get. I remember one of the one of the craziest purchases that I ever made was a pair of jeans. And I won't tell you what brand, but they were expensive. And I did it just because I had the money to do it. It was a very powerful moment for me. And there's probably been something in your life that you bought just to do it. Didn't really need it didn't really want it all the way. You wanted it, but you didn't really, there was no need for it. And it wasn't going to really add that much value. It was just more of you walking in and, you know, as a black person, um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you an example that I deal with all the time because I love this cologne and I'm not one to really plug, but I will plug it because I love this cologne and it's um, Chanel blue. Love it. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) It is one of my favorite scents. Uh, and I like the, the, the parfum. I will not, I, I will not take less than the parfum. Now, the parfum, I think at five milliliters is 200 bucks. So you go into your local store and you tell them you want that. And the first thing they try to do is give you the, the, the toilet one. They, they try to give you the, the more alcohol based one. No, I want the one with oil. Cause it's going to last me. It's going to last me for a year. Cause I know how to use it. And it's not the only scent that I have, um, I could give you a cologne episode, but just briefly, like most men who wear colognes, you have a few scents. For me, I have three scents that I keep in rotation normally. Um, at times it can go up to, upwards to five, but I have three scents. I'm not going to give you the other two because I'm not here to, you know, I'm not here to put you on anything. <laughs> I ain't going to get no credit for it or so whatever, but I love that. And, and so when I went to buy these jeans, the feeling that I get when I buy this cologne is the same one I get back then. The difference is, is this is something I do need (laughs) as much as I want. And I only make this purchase once a year. 
because I know how to take care of this cologne and how to use it properly to make sure that I can get a year's worth of life out of it. Um, you know, but I keep it in a cool area, keep it, you know, not well lit. That way I don't lose the integrity of the scent. Like I said, maybe I should have a cologne episode. Uh, but when I bought these jeans, it's, it's going in as a black person and having someone wait on you who believes that you're not valuable enough or you don't have the money to buy it. And so I remember buying these jeans and just telling the person, yeah, I want these. I just walked in the store, looked at, touched the jean, picked it up, knew what I wanted. Cause that's kind of how I am. I usually research before I do it. So when I buy it, it, it's like, you are just there to get the sale. You can't sell me anything cause I've already sold myself. And so I walk up to the young lady and I'm like, yeah, I want to get these jeans. And she's like, oh, okay, um, you sure? Like, um, you didn't even try them on. I was like, yeah, I know my size. I know what I want. I've done enough research. So do I check out with you or do I need to go somewhere else? She's like, oh, no, 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 you can check out with me. And then, you know, briefly she's trying to, because every salesperson's taught to sell the other things within their company. She's trying to, of course, get me on with a credit card. No, man, I don't need your store card. That's not valuable. Nothing against store cards. Don't if a store card is not a Visa or MasterCard where you can use somewhere else and it's giving you points, don't ever use them. Just a waste of time. Um, yeah, you can go find a credit card that gives you zero percent APR for a certain amount of time and buy it right out of the store. Just be smart if you get credit cards. But um, yeah, and so you know, ask me do I want socks? No, I don't need any of that. Just ring it up, and then you know, I swipe my card back then. Um, when I got these jeans, I was rolling with my AMX. I plugged something else again. I, they're they're amazing too. Never leave home without it. And I had a platinum card back then. Uh, and so I was just I was just living in my life, living in my truth, being me. And I was excited. And um, just this, the look on her face, it was like, okay, I didn't expect that guy to be able to make that purchase. And there's a feeling as black people where sometimes we go into places and you feel that way. You feel like, wow, this person doesn't think that I'm worth it. So they do one of two things. You walk into a store, they don't acknowledge you or they acknowledge you and then they follow you. That's that's my life where I go into places and I'm underrated or disrespected or I'm followed and they try to intimidate me to quickly get out of their space. Um, but I can't be moved. And so the trick is if you don't show me appreciation, the transaction falls on me. It's like, if I really need this, then I'll buy it. If you disrespect me, like are trying to intimidate me, like I remember one time a few years ago when I went to go buy some Chanel blue, I went into a store, leave it unnamed to buy it. Couldn't find anybody. Walked around the whole um, perfume cologne counter, you know, went to the women's side. I couldn't find anybody. And finally I found someone and was like, Hey, um, I'm not too sure if you have someone over in the men's section, I need to get this, this cologne. And, and the lady was like, oh, okay, we'll see if we can find someone. I said, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to go back over here. Waited for another 10 minutes. And then finally someone from, a, I think, like the shoe department or something came and was like, hey, did someone help you? I was like, no, I asked the lady to help me, but no one did. And she's like, let me see. I was like, you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm good. She's like, well, I can get it for you. Said, no, no, I'm, I'm good. Um, I'm fine. And I went to another store and immediately bought it. So... Um, and like I said, there, there's bad days in customer service, all that stuff happens, but it was one of those things where, um, the point of this tangent that I got on is if I want something, I will buy it because I spent my life 
not necessarily getting all the things that I wanted, you know, as far as like material things, I'm the type of person that I don't wait for anyone. Um, I create a play. If I like when the, when the PS five came out last year, when I knew it was coming out, I was already siphoning off money into an account specifically to make this purchase. Um, and I, I think I had saved up cause the system was 500. I think I saved up probably like close to a thousand because I knew I wanted to get controllers, charging units and games. So I wanted to cover that whole purchase. That's how I do it. That way it doesn't have to come from any money I'm saving, any money I'm investing, any of the money I have in my budget. It's just money sitting over there for that purpose. Um, and so that's kind of, that's kind of how I move. And so the whole point, cause I really did get in a tangent there. I'm sorry. <laughs> Is that. It's really hard to be me, to be uh, family or friends for me because I don't know how to take compliments and it's something I've been working on and I don't know how, I don't know how to take gifts. But what I've learned is I've learned to just say two words, which is thank you. And that is my, the, the biggest kernel if I want to leave with you today is if someone comes to apologize to you, they apologize and, and and you don't have to say anything. But what I've tried to say is thank you. Not that I even accept, just thank you. And so I take that same approach when it comes to compliments. If someone says something to me, even if I feel like to say, because I, I used to be real bad about this, like, no, that's not me. Uh, nah, my hair ain't looking good. No, I just say thank you. And it's helped me to be better because... Um, I don't know. Some people have told me I'm very intimidating. <laughs> my my character is. And so um, by saying thank you, it humanizes me and it allows me to be in a space where people feel like they can connect. And so that's that's what's important. But, you know, when we're looking at this, it goes back to what we've been talking about. It's mindset, right? It, it's, it comes back to what we've been talking about, about palace versus prison. For the longest time, I was looking at compliments as something that because I didn't get them and maybe I wanted them, I wasn't deserving of them. So I was locking myself away in this room with a cot when literally when someone's giving me a compliment, I should be running around this palace with beautiful flowers and, and all type of arrangements and just allowing my imagination to run wild. And, and so the biggest thing that I talk about in, in compliments and gifts is flowers do you have the ability to give someone their flowers and do you have the ability to receive yours? I've struggled for numerous years and it's only been in the last five years. I've actually pushed myself to actually be better about this. And one of the first things that I would tell you with this is treat this. If you're a salesperson, treat this the way you would. If you're trying to close a sale, you summarize, you gain agreement, and then you ask for the sale. <laughs> you don't summarize, you don't gain agreement and then sell them again. Once you have summarized and gain agreement, you are too close. And so the way I look at this is when people are giving me compliments, I am, that is the summarizing. That's the gain agreement. Because if they're in my space to talk to me, they have the ability to tell me that. My close is saying, thank you. Even if I don't agree with it, I'm meant to take that. And so flowers are that way of closing. I think it's very important for us to give each other our flowers. I think it's something that people should do. This world is such an uncertain place right now. Um, 
I wanted to, I, I was going to have a, a random thought of thinking out loud and I was going to talk about the Asian situation, but I think I'll leave that for a lost episode just because I have so much <laughs> emotions on this where we live in a time. And it's just insane to me why we're still treating each other the way we are when we only get one shot at this to make it great. And so for the longest time, me and the place that I was in, I was in this prison mentality where I just didn't feel like I was good enough. I just felt like I was going through the motions. I was just going day by day, trying to get to the next day. And I think I heard a quote about that. It's like you go, you live day by day surviving and then you look up and it's been a year. And I've lived like that. I've lived like that where I was just like, all right, I'm just trying to get to this point. Just trying to get to this point because it'd be easier. And it's like, what did I really learn? I didn't learn anything. I got older and I learned nothing. That that's that doesn't really work. So, um, you know, rules in that. Don't minimize. Don't compartmentalize. You know, take it take it for what it is. There's been friends who have complimented me on something. I told them thank you. Called them the next day and said, "Hey, can we talk about it a little bit more?" Because it means so much to me. Most normal people, you take a compliment, you like thanks, and you move on about your day. <laughs> I've been so deprived of that that when I when someone tells me something kind about myself or someone says something really nice about me, I could linger on for hours or days thinking about it because I'm not used to that type of treatment. And so it's very important for me that I don't try to run from this, that the whole focus is to try to receive my flowers, to try to actually appreciate what I'm going through. And I, and, and another, another big thing here, um, this, this was very helpful for me in dating as well. Um, don't, you don't have the right to speak for anyone. So allow people to give you praise, allow people to show you who they are, have faith. So when I say that it's, one of the things about me is <laughs> um, I'm a results guy. I'm a results guy. I'm not this person who wants to sit here and and to think I, I want to funnel. If, if we're trying to fix something and we're trying to create a solution, then here's the problem. Here's what we perceive to be the problem. Here's what we perceive that we do about the problem to give us a solution. I'm not a guy who wants to stay in the problem forever. And so what I've learned about that is that is naturally who I am through and through when it comes to how I love, how I treat people, how I am. Um, I look for problem solution. Well, human beings all don't look for that. Human beings just exist. And so one of my problems is, is that if I see how you move, I can figure out checkmate for you in like under five moves and I'll get you there. <laughs> I will get you to your solution quickly. Um, in the same way, it was a problem for me trying to date. Um, I, I struggle like online dating. I, I can't do it. Like I, I can't do it because I just want to have a real connection with somebody and talk about real stuff. And it's like online, you are just a shade or a facade of yourself. And so I can't see evenly on that plane. And so for me, I naturally go into this thought process of, okay, I can't see who you really are. So I'm moving the checkmate. I'm just moving to one and I'm done. That's what I've done. That's why I got rid of it all. Cause I'm just like, this isn't a space that really 
gives me anything. It doesn't give me any energy. Um, but what I learned on going on some dates is, is that I have a tendency to see certain things that I would see as red flags or, or as I say, it's, it's the move to checkmate. I'm trying to move a person to checkmate because I'm a solutions oriented person instead of just existing, just taking the ride, allowing a person to fill in the blanks. Whereas I can read into a conversation that a person's having with me and already know the next move they're going to make, which is creepy as hell. But like I said, I've, I've read a lot of emotional intelligence books, studied EQ a lot. I, I worked in a field where EQ was, you were studying people every day and people didn't realize it. Just normal conversations I had with people. I was studying and observing them. And so this one is big for me as far as you don't have the right to speak for anyone. So allow people to give you praise. You got to have faith. You just got to have faith that people exist and that they will tell you what needs to be. And if, if for some reason you're not getting what you want, you circle around, you summarize and you gain agreement. And when you summarize and you gain agreement, it's not the move to checkmate. It's the move to close. It's the move to give or get flowers. Um, and that's what I've learned through this. This has been a battle over my life, trying to get better um, because I was left without. I was devoid of praise. It was always, okay, you did that, now work harder. Okay, what more can you give? Okay, that's not good enough. Okay, let's be better. Okay, do you sure you gave your best? Okay, I don't believe you gave your best. And... What people don't understand specifically with kids, like as a father myself, it's like I have to breathe life into what he creates or what he does. And I just needed that. Not to say that my parents were, you know, the, the, the worst creatures in the world. I know sometimes I, I speak. There's some um, I am a, I am more of an emotional creature that requires certain nourishment and nurturing that my parents could not give me because they were they grew up in a time that they didn't have that at all. So if they never had that love reciprocated to them, how are they going to reciprocate it to me? Well, the question becomes, well, how can you reciprocate something you never had to your son? It's because I grew up feeling alone, feeling like I was nothing, wanting to take my life, wanting to be done, wanting to just give up and knew that if I ever had another human being, whether I loved them, that was my spouse or I had a child, I would always come to the mat harder for them than I came for myself. I would do everything I could to make them be the best they could be. And it, it, it's not, at first, it was academic for me. It was the move to checkmate. It was about, okay, these are the standards. Like if, if I look at how I raised my son from like one to three, a lot of it was, you gotta do this, you gotta do that. You gotta, blah, blah, blah. And then once my son was four and had more personality and started to, to, to kind of show me through his facial expressions, his nonverbal cues, how he received things, how he received, how I talked to him. Then I learned, okay, this ain't going to work. I watched a, a pod today about a parent talking about how he raised his 19-year-old to how he raises his two-year-old, and it's completely different. And it has to be. Every generation has a different way you must raise them. So for me, I would tell you, and, and this is part of the stuff I'm going to talk about in the parental episode, is, is that I come to the mat every day not saying that I'm a great parent, that I'm a parent willing to learn willing to listen, to understand, because if I listen to how he interacts in the world, I can better love and protect him because that's what I'm trying to do. That's what every parent is trying to do. We're trying to love and protect. So I don't knock my parents for um, 
what they couldn't do. Where I knock my parents is, is being older now and not being willing to have the conversation and, and listen all the way. You must always be seeking um, to understand. And so, the, so, you know, what I've tried to do to be better is to constantly have dialogue with my son, constantly see where I can improve with him. Now, when it comes to just me with my friends, we have dialogue about this. You know, I was talking to a friend um, yesterday, actually, and, and what she was talking about is she was proud of me. It, it was, you know, I was very, it felt really good to hear that from her because she, she's been around me the last, you know, five, six years. She's seen the maturation of some of the things that I've been through and some of the things that I was not attacking and I just kind of just made excuses for it. And now I'm attacking them and I'm moving beyond them. And she told me she was proud of me and it really felt really good. It felt really, it felt really good to hear her say that because um, there were times where I was letting people take advantage of me, letting people walk over me, and I and I got to the point where I'm like, nah, bro, you can't do that. <laughs> and there were times where I couldn't take a compliment. There were times where someone was telling me what they thought of me, and I was telling them in the same sentence that they don't know what they're talking about. It's so rude and disrespectful, <laughs> and that's what I was doing. Um, but it comes from me understanding like i put it i pushed it back into the sales world that i'm here when someone gives me a compliment that's the summarize and gain agreement the close is the flowers it's the thank you you know and by me saying thank you and taking those flowers i was actually listening to understand so now i can go back and figure out what i need to and i can come back and ask any other questions that i need but ultimately i wasn't being disrespectful see for me I, I try to live in truth. So I always thought that my honesty was more important than a person being generous. <laughs> and that's the beauty in that. Sometimes someone's generosity wasn't more important than my authenticity. And what I've learned about that is we are all our own individuals. I can't move to checkmate for anyone but me. That's caused me issues with dating. It's why right now, like... <laughs> oh man, I'm just telling all secrets that it's why right now there's someone that I really like and I would love to shoot my shot towards her, but I'm like, am I really ready for that? Because I would I would want to date this person. I want to be with them. I think they're cool as shit. And I've had a small sample size of this person. You know? And it's because I don't care about the move to checkmate anymore. I don't care about do they have this, do they have that? I just I like their energy. I think they're really cool. I think they're awesome. And I don't know. That's what's just cool to me, you know? And and I want to just be a part of that. But I know that I can do that because I'm willing to actually accept my flowers. I'm willing to take on the praise. I'm willing to accept what comes my way. I'm not pushing people away anymore. I think that's really the biggest, really the biggest, um, the really the biggest part of it is, is that it, it's centered in community and connectivity. And I'm not pushing people out anymore. I'm not looking at people as lab rats. <laughs> I'm not studying people. I'm not learning certain behaviors behind a glass. I'm actually trying to connect. And it's, it's uncomfortable. It really is. Because normally the, the type of conversations that I have with people are very, um, they're not behind the glass, but they have, they're transactional. You know, 
I'm helping you do this. You're going to help me do that. And then we go on. We might say hello once in a while, but it's not, it's not a relationship, a true partnership type of thing, because I've lived in a life where any relationship I made with a person comes at a cost. It becomes transactional. So I would rather treat this as transactional. Well, I've, I've had to shed a lot of this away in the last few months, really realizing that I don't want to be what, I don't want to be what society is trying to make me or try to run from it. So I try to set up these safeguards. I want to just exist and be who I am. And, and that's why this episode means so much to me as far as this card compliments or gifts learn to accept them is because there are things in life that are going to be complimentary for me and I have to take them as a gift. But I also have to learn to accept the things that I can't change. The only change I have is me. <laughs> and so learning to accept those things by listening to understand, by thanking those who share flowers, they are most important. So, um, yeah, I'm going to give you the what is what is the why as I call to close. So, yeah, um, you know, and, and to elaborate, to, you know, to, to tie into what I was saying, um, you know, what is my why, you know, as, as we go and to call to close, you know, ultimately the, the pillars are, I guess, you know, the foundation is, is around growth, evolution. I think ultimately when you build that house completely and you put that roof on, it's happiness. It's, it's being in a place where you're not surviving, where you're not, looking at life going, okay, this person just made this move. Now I'm going to respond to their move. No, no. Um, it's sitting down and saying, I'm going to live my life the way I want to. Similar to like, if I was playing a game, I want to play this game the way I want to. And so at times in my life, I have lived through the microscope as of what society thought for me as a black person, as, as a black male, as a father. And, the one commitment that I made to myself beyond many as I journeyed outside of the 20th century into the 21st officially is, is that I'm done with that. I'm done with trying to survive. I want to thrive. I'm done with just trying to get through this. I, I'm, I'm actually trying to breathe life or breathe um, life, I guess, into my creations. As you see here with this, I'm breathing life into every part of my life. So if there's something in it that I do not like, there's something that's not comfortable for me, let's break it down, let's figure it out, let's attack it, and let's make it comfortable. I'm not going to get everything right. I don't screw stuff up all the time. <laughs> um, but I'm done just surviving. I'm done just pushing on to the next thing. I want to actually smile. I want a companion. I want someone I can share my secrets with. And, you know, if you asked me that question five years ago, I would have told you that's done for me. I can't have that because I'm just so far broken. And I used to talk about being broken so much, broken, broken. It's like a broken record. So I'm thankful to my friends who listen to that crap. <laughs> I'm thankful to my friends who stuck by me, even though I had to listen to that crap and that pity and that party. I'm going to tell you today, if you feel like you're a broken record, throw them up. I'm, I don't think I've cursed yet. Throw that motherfucker away. <laughs> Throw it away. Throw it away. You are so amazing because you continue to get up, because you continue to push. And yeah, you might not be pushing 
to actually thrive. You might just be surviving. I see you. I've been there. I've been that person who was surviving, been that person just getting out of bed, just asking myself, what the hell am I doing? Why don't I just end it? Why don't I just give up? And the crazy thing about that is then I had to create rules so that I would continue. So one of the rules, and I don't know if I talked about this before, was, okay, if I if I got up and I put my feet on the ground, I had to put socks on. So I, I would immediately, one of the things I would do the night before is I put <laughs> a pair of socks on my nightstand. So as soon as my feet hit the ground, I couldn't get back in the bed. So it was, I was, what I was doing is I was creating this pathway. And hopefully as I tell you the next few pathways, you'll understand exactly what it is before I tell you. So if I put my socks on, then I had to go brush my teeth. So I had to go to the bathroom, wash my face, brush my teeth, you know, do my makeup, my, not my makeup routine, but my skincare routine. Okay. So if I did that, then I had to put my clothes on, put my clothes on, my clothes on, you know, taking calls, taking whatever I had to do. Okay. There's the, there's the shoe cabinet right by my door. It's there for a reason. Because the last thing I had to do before I walked out the door is put my shoes on. And once I put my shoes on, the word you're looking for is intention. The whole pathway from me getting out of my bed to put my shoes on is the intention that I'm going to start my day. That no matter how I feel, no matter what I'm going through, I'm going to start my day. When I walk outside that door, I have to find the joy in life. And so I always had this struggle within myself. Like I wasn't being authentic. And so, because I could put a smile on, I could turn it around even in bed. What I learned about that is we all do it. We all go through days where we're like, I don't want to be at this job. I don't want to do this. But it's in the choice. I'm here to tell you, it's in the choice to deciding if I walk out this door, then I have to breathe life into today. And I've got to find something positive in it. And so one of the great, that's why I love sunrise. That's why I love sunset. Oh, thank you for another sunrise, Lord. And I'll go to a sunset like I'm about to when I get off of here and, and thank him for another beautiful day. It's the choice, people. It's the choice to do. That is the difference between surviving and thriving. You may have to survive right now. You may have to survive for the next few months going through this pandemic. But when you get out of that, you make sure you thrive. You buy yourself that pair of jeans just because you want to do it once you got the money. You go get that perfume and you smell good because smelling good is something. You need to smell good. You stink. And, and, and not just smelling good, but you got to have a scent. You got to have a walk. You got to have a presence. You got to have a swagger. And for so long, a lot of the things that I did naturally, I didn't feel that swagger because it's just natural for me to feel like I know I got to put these clothes on and I wear my clothes a certain way. I wear this scent because it makes me feel like I'm ready to go out into the world. I didn't realize that those were the things I was doing. Those were the choices that I was make, making to be intentional toward moving myself into positivity. It comes back to what I've been talking about this whole series about the palace versus prison. I'm walking around like I am in a prison because I am I've tricked my mind to believing that I am not great when the truth is, is my greatness is just right around the corner. All I got to do is push my finger on the cell door and it disappears. And everything around me, you know, constructs itself back into what it is, is a palace. So make the choice for yourself to survive, to not, not to survive. Said that wrong. Make a choice for yourself to thrive.
Make a choice for yourself to choose joy, to choose happiness, to accept the compliments that you get because they are your gifts. They are your flowers. And the moment you learn to accept them, you have made the intentional choice to actually thrive, to actually be better. And so when I say my why is happiness, it's happiness because I'm, I'm, I'm not moving to close. I'm not moving to checkmate. I'm moving to find a smile. I'm moving to just enjoy life. I don't care about the rest of that stupid crap. I just want to be happy. And sometimes we are our own worst enemies because we look at how life goes. I'm 35. I'm supposed to be here. Yeah, for me, the truth is after divorce, it was like, okay, I'm not worthy. I'm never going to find someone again. And so I had to build myself up, you know, got myself in a, in a position where, okay, taking care of my son the right way, doing what I need to do. I'm, I'm a good human being. I'm too broken now. Like, I, <laughs> like now it's like I went from, okay, trying to make sure I had, you know, good procedures and processes set up to make sure my son could have the support he needed from me. To now, once I cleared that hurdle, it was like, okay, now my heart's broken. So what did I do? I, I went to therapy, um, and I learned a, a great deal about how I looked at it. I think this is where I first started to learn about this prison versus palace mentality, um, because really it was a lot of the conversations was mindset. It was all about mindset. It's like you look at the world in a negative light as far as when it centers at your doorstep, but when you look at other people, you see the light in them. So why can't you see the light in yourself? And I think it, it's a quote from from a movie um, that um, uh, somebody was talking about their dad. My dad loved people, but he didn't trust them a whole lot. And it was it's, it was it was in reverse for me. Like I love people so much and I didn't want people to feel the pain that I have ever felt. So I worked like hell to try to fix them. Fix yourself, dummy. <laughs> it goes back to the airline. If you, if with the cabin should lose pressure, you know, secure your oxygen mask. If you cannot secure your oxygen mask first, if you cannot breathe, you cannot help anyone else. <laughs> so a lot of the things that I, these pillars that I built up in myself, this foundation was off of helping others, trying to be there for other people. And I was filling my time with their crap. All I was doing was surviving. I was moving from one project to another. I am the project, but guess what? I'm not. I am the person who seeks happiness. I demand my slice of joy. That is, that, that's what I want. So if I want it, I should probably stop looking at life in this results-based thing. And I should probably start looking at trying to understand where I am, who I am, and what I want. And stop thinking that it's, it's about results. The result is finding a companion, but the trick is you're not going to get one if you don't sit there and try to understand. So, yeah, happiness is what I seek. And I have the tools now to get there. I have the tools to be to to be intentional to get there. It's just a matter of me making sure that I hold myself accountable to it. When I do face an uncomfortable situation, when I am um you know, tasked with ambiguity. How do I handle it? Do I just run? Am I afraid? Or do I actually like say, I'm going to be okay. This is, this is difficult. It's a little challenging, but I'll be all right. That's the difference. So as, as I call to close, I, I hope that more than anything, 
you are able to take compliments way better than me. But if you aren't, remember, they are gifts. Learn to accept them. It's just that simple. (laughs) I didn't give you any other words. There's nothing else to leave with that. It's learn to accept them. Because once you learn to accept them, you have one of the greatest gifts in this life. And it is understanding that you are a part of community and that you need their connectivity. I've lived outside of community for so long that I've got, I could tell you, I've got 600 contacts in my phone. And there have been some times where I really just wanted to call someone and just say, hey, I'm not having a good day. I just wanted to hear your voice, but I don't want to bother people. So I found myself making things like this, this kind of creativity, so that I could vocalize where I'm coming from. And in essence, I'm talking to myself. And it works. It helps me process some emotions. I'm not, I'm not afraid to say that in this space. I talk to myself a lot <laughs> through, I, I used to have voice recordings that I had on every one of my phones. Um, I don't do as many voice recordings now because I come straight to the pod. I don't, I don't, I don't put it there and leave it. I actually put it somewhere where it can be stored and it will be kept and it will be a part of my legacy. Make the choice, make the intentional choice to choose yourself. I did. So I chose to be more creative. I chose to come and not be afraid that I would allow people to see my works and that they would judge it. They would have responses to it. And I don't care. (laughs) I don't care if if people don't like this, if I talk too much. I don't care. (laughs) What I care about is, is that I am being authentic and I'm being transparent with myself. I'm not hiding. I'm not lying that there are times I am crying and I'm crying because of the growth. I'm crying because I just was bumping my head against the wall and I didn't realize it for so long, but I'm free. And I'm free to go and and go turn that corner and try to go find happiness that I really want. I spent my life in these projects, helping people find their happiness, not finding mine, always being like a, I don't know, a spectator to happiness, always around when people do great things, but never really having that moment on stage. It wasn't about the moment on stage. It was just about feeling what it was like to be in that moment. I would have given up anything to have someone I could walk this life with. I'm different. Most people don't really care about companionship. I, the reason why I really struggled after divorce is because I do. I want someone to grow old with. I want all that cute shit. I want all that beautiful, gooey, ooey shit that people say people are weak for, they're simps, all this dumb terminology people say now. But I understand that I have to not live in a space of brokenness or even self-pity to get there because that energy manifests in different ways. It, It seeps out and people can see it. People can go, okay, he's a good person, but something's off with him. <laughs> and I imagine that people have walked around and been like, yeah, something's off about that one. Yeah, that's, I choose joy. And to get to it, I have to, have to make some very hard decisions lately. I've had to stand in the sand as, I've, as my boundaries have been tested numerous times. I won't even get into that. But I'm choosing me. And the more and more I choose me, the happier I become. I'm just, (laughs) I'm just excited because for the first time in a long time, 
I really do feel alive. And that's powerful. I said it at 25. I didn't know I'd be saying it 10 more years later at 35 and not, you know, and divorced and, you know, having a son, but I'm, I'm choosing myself above everything else. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do as a father. I'm doing what I can do as a son, as a brother, as a friend. But before all of that, I'm choosing myself. And so that is the flowers I give myself on this day. That I choose joy and that I've done a hell of a job to get here and that I will keep working. It's not about the move to checkmate. It's about finding happiness and finding peace while I still breathe. And hopefully I can find someone to share those moments with that pushes me to go further, go go higher. I believe I can have it. And once I didn't believe it, I, I shut it all down. I shut it all out. I did not believe that I could love again. I did it. So I know I can find someone. That's not really the question, nor the problem. The problem will always lie within me. So no matter where you are, no matter what you are doing, no matter what you are going through, just know that someone loves you because you're you. And, you know, as we leave on another one, as we end this one, I got to leave you with the most important phrase that pays. You are amazing. You are beautiful. (laughs) And you are loved. Yeah. I would like to take the time to thank you for joining this jam talk for today. That's it. That's the end. There's nothing else to say. Go back to your your regularly scheduled program. Chew knows it.